This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to Pod Sauce. I'm Alicia Renee. And I'm Dax Holt. We have a guest on today. We got Dot, the host of... I-D-K-M-Y-D-E. If you, I didn't know, maybe you didn't either. What's up, B? What's happening? How y'all doing today? Thanks for having me so much on Pause I mean, we're just out here with this black excellence, and I'm here for it. You're just out here teaching these kids and undoing, uh, what is it, the school systems. How do I phrase this and not lose my job? I got you. I got you. I got you. The perfect phrase for it. Come on. We're reprogramming the average miseducated American. Look at that. Talk to me. Talk to me, B-Dot. That is the way to put it. (laughs) Save me. Because I was like, oh, where are we going with this leash? You're going to get us both canceled here. How do I say this and not sound two shades from militant and lose my job? So, (laughs) so B, give us a a quick, uh, like, rundown of what exactly your podcast is about and what you're trying to get out to people. All right, man, it's very, um, it's just a transparent journey of my ignorance, to be completely honest with you. Um, Back when George Floyd was uh, murdered um, by Derek Chauvin, for some reason I had this burning for learning. Like I just started deep diving on just historical content. And it started with a book I read called um, The History of the United States. And at the history of the United States, I was introduced to Christopher Columbus. But the Christopher Columbus I was introduced to was totally different from the Christopher Columbus that was taught in school. In, in school, they taught little songs. In 1492, you sailed the ocean blue. And they, they gave you this beautiful Christmassy picture of him finding this land. And these people said, hey, you can have this land. And here's a peace pipe for you. Happy Thanksgiving. And that's not how it went at all. You know, like um, Christopher Columbus was a pretty heinous individual by the way he killed people and the amounts of people that he killed to take over the lands that he took over. And for America to have a holiday for Christopher Columbus, but no holiday for Juneteenth that was recognized federally at the time, it just started making me ask certain questions. And and I just started reading more stories, um, stories about hush puppies and stories about buck breaking. And um, a lot of those stories were dark. And um, honestly, it was just the transparency of I didn't know. And when I would talk to some of my folks about it and some of my friends, they didn't know either. So on Instagram, I started, I didn't know, maybe you didn't either. And it caught the wind of um, Charlemagne and the Black Effect Podcast Network. And for February this month, we dropped a new episode every single day this month. And um, it's just been a great platform and I'm excited about it. I can honestly say that your podcast is necessary, uh, mainly because... Uh, you are doing a lot of unlearning and re-educating. I am, I am ashamed to say that there are a lot of things that were 
mentioned in your podcast that I didn't know, and I'm from the Southern. I'm, I'm Southern. Uh, I'm from Louisiana. <laughs> I'm from Louisiana. Um, you know, right. Southern Bible Belt, and a lot of these things, these stories that were passed on just within my family. I'm like. Like case case in point, hush puppies. Hush puppies is a really huge thing for us. Obviously, you know it's a right. Creole dish. You know, um, well we have claimed it as a Creole dish. I'm sure right. the origin <laughs> is probably different if we break it down. But just to know that, uh, you know, enslaved people used it to hush the puppies so they could like get away. You, they just like little right. context like that, or eeny meeny miny mo, a nursery rhyme that we all grew up playing. That is derived from enslaved peoples catching slaved uh, men and murdering them. You, you, so just right. like those contexts. But just to make it more palatable, because I want to ask you, and maybe, uh, and this is why I say your, your show is so necessary, you have an episode where you cover the, Tus- the Tuskegee experiment. And right. I'm ashamed to admit, I didn't know, well, let me not say ashamed, but yeah, I guess ashamed, because... No, nah, don't be ashamed. Okay. Don't be ashamed. See, that's not fair. That's the problem, too. It's like uh, so many people put parameters on what you should know. Okay. And it's not fair. Like what you were taught in Louisiana, I might not have been taught in North Carolina. Fair. So we really don't have the same level playing field. And I'm not talking about the systemic divide. I'm not right. even getting into that. I'm just talking about on the most basic level of what certain teachers are safe and feel comfortable teaching to their class. Like that's they fair. feel comfortable teaching us about George Washington Carver and Harriet Tubman, but they don't want to talk about Huey Newton. They don't want to talk about, you know, and those those players were very necessary in the advancement of black people, too. Right. So I just wanted to inter- I didn't mean to interrupt you, but I just no, want to say you. that's 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 the strength in this podcast. All of us are ignorant to this. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know. Maybe you didn't know either. And it's OK to know that you didn't know. But to want to learn. Yes. That's the important part. Yes. No, thank you for that, Grace. And you're right. You're right. I think that we do have to take that stigma of shame out of it because then people won't right. ask the questions because right. they feel like they should know. To be a good right. black, you should know these things. Well, right. even as a white man, I feel like there's a lot of things that you, I need to be educated in. Right. And sometimes you feel silly asking questions that you yeah. should know the answer to. And so a podcast like this, I went in, I was listening, I was like, I learned a lot from it yeah. on questions that I would have never even thought about or right. situations I would have never thought about. And it's little bits of information. I go, okay, I can change the way I think about that nursery rhyme or change the or way I think about deep, 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 go, that Go, go that into phrase. a deeper dive because it gives you... It's so funny. I didn't mean to cut you off, but Dax actually was saying he's an in and out type of person. He likes his podcast 30 minutes or less, right? right and so he was right. like, the only thing I'll say is I actually wanted more. Like it was so... Right. But I feel that maybe that might be your intent, you know, to say just enough to spark the uh-huh. desire <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> to go do your Googles, go do your own research, you know? Exactly. Yeah. Like, my job is to just give you a digestible amount so that you would just sort of it'll spark some interest yes. or make you want to go and do your own homework. And that's where the real learning um, comes in. It's funny you brought up the Tuskegee experiment because... yeah. Peter Buxton was a name that I wasn't familiar with. Yes. And that's like, white people were essential. Like, mm-hmm. we want you to put up that fist because we want you to understand that there is power in that. And we needed those allies. Yes. The Tuskegee experiment was an experiment, is one of the most unethical treatments um, done or experiments done by the government in arguably the history. Yes. Um, for those that don't know, real quick, it was an experiment that was supposed to um, track or monitor untreated syphilis in black men. And the experiment was supposed to last six months. 
it lasted 40 years. Yes. Um, many of the black men did not know they had syphilis, were given syphilis. Many black men died. Mm -hmm. Many black men just went into their communities having unprotected sex and just um, filled the community with syphilis. Um, and it was just horrible. But there was a white man, Peter 27 Buxton. years old, mm -hmm. by the name of Peter Buxton. And Peter Buxton actually worked for the health department. And he said, yo, <laughs> this ain't right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah well, what are we doing? How are we doing this for 40 years? Yes. Literally 40 years. And he was the whistleblower. So we're thankful for stuff like that. I yes. didn't know that the NAACP was founded by white people. Yes, too. You're, taking, you're taking it right out of my... But, but here, here's the thing. Here's the thing just about Peter Buxton because that made me do my Googles. And I found not once, not twice, not three times, but four times he tried mm. to blow the whistle on what was happening, mm. you know, in the Tus Tuskegee um, experiment. And also... I think people, when they hear about the Tuskegee experiment, myself included, we think that it was something that happened long, long time ago. It went from right. 1933 and didn't stop until 1972. My right. mother was born in 1962. You could, I wish you could see the faces of the people in this room. They were like mouth agape. Because right. I don't even think that's something that we know. And so when you look at something like this uh, pandemic that we've been in right now and how black people, for the most part, we've been very pronounced about our... Um, uh, what's the word, our disbelief, our disconnect when it comes to the government right. and them right. putting things into our bodies. Hopefully that will make something more, uh, they'll, 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 it will bring a more connectivity to where our mentality comes from. These are things right. and institutions that... I'd say the distrust. That, thank that you. That is the, the word, word that I, I was feel looking like for. Thank you. You, from the you tip can of my understand tongue. why there is so much distrust. He's a white Jewish man, so he gets it. He's, he's, he's an ally. He's, he's in our struggle. Our <laughs> he's on our struggle. But I say that to say, and I laugh when I say that, but, you know, actually our showrunner, Angie, she's the one that brought this show, you know, and she's... I am surrounded by such amazing uh, non-people of color who, um, who are allies, and so... I'm able to just in present day with George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, Ahmaud Aubrey, with everything that's going on in the world. I, I, I'm very blessed to say that I work um, at a place that I'm surrounded by white people who who are one million percent on the forefront of what the what the heck is going on? How can we undo right. it? How can we use the platforms that we work at, um, work within right now to change and also just inform people of what's going on right there? Hence, no, I, agree. I didn't know. Maybe I agree you didn't 100%. know either. Mm -hmm. And one thing, you know, for people that haven't listened to your podcast, when she says it is short, bite-sized, we're talking three minutes. <laughs> like it is very quick, in and out. But what I want to know, B, is, you know, these are topics that you didn't know. So how do you how do you come across so many things that you didn't know about, or how do you find what you're going to talk about in your next episode? That's what I'm kind of dying to know. And you gave us an extra 90 minutes because, I mean, 90 seconds, because the episodes are really 90 seconds in length. Then they throw the nice ads and stuff. Ah, it's the ads. The full three minutes of <laughs> yeah. content. You got lots of ads. <laughs> but, but I'm super thankful for the Black Effect Podcast Network and Charlemagne for, you know, teaming up with us on this. Um, luckily, I had a lot of content already done before I jumped into the venture with Charlemagne and the Black Effect Podcast Network because I had done it again since uh, 2020. That's when I started on them. So a lot of them I had. But even from that period, people would just send me stuff. I, again, I started with um, the, the, the history of the United States. And there I go into Christopher Columbus. From there, I'm learning about different things about slavery and how the, 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 the correlation with um, black people and braiding hair and how they used to put 
uh, grain of rice in their hair so that if they got captured or kidnapped, they could survive for a couple of days. Just all these interesting stories. And then people would send me things. Now, being a graduate of Winston-Salem State University, <laughs> a mass comm major, um, I know that I have to go through at least three pieces of credible evidence before I can it. go and jump out there. <laughs> Absolutely. So some stories, they were sort of debating the, the origins or the realities of them. Hush Puppies was actually one that they, um, I don't know, there's one about laughing barrels. Um, in those periods, slaves are... Again, reprogramming myself, right? Yes. Enslaved. Enslaved people mm -hmm. um, weren't allowed to laugh. Um, that wasn't a pleasure that you were able to participate in. So mm -hmm. when something would happen that would make you laugh, there would be barrels that enslaved people would put their faces in, hence the name laughing barrel or mm -hmm. barrel of laughs. And, you know, there are different um, stories of if that's accurate or not, any, meeny, miny, mo, grab a N-word by his toe, is that, you know, so some of them, I put out there just because I want you to go and do some research yourself. Is it accurate? But a lot of them are just stories and just things that I've come across. I'm reading the 1619 Project right now. That's a wealth of information in there, yeah. man. Like, it's just, it's so many different. Once you once you start down the rabbit hole, bro, I promise there's enough content. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. How do you keep your joy? I, 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 I want to know that. How do you keep your joy? Because I imagine... Uh, doing your Googles and doing your research to put your podcast together in its various episodes, it can be very laborious on your spirit just to, I don't know about you, but certain things, certain episodes that I listen to, because these are things that I partook in, doing the dozens, hush puppies, it kind of put right. me in a mm space right. of just knowing what my people had to endure. How do you keep your joy? doing this? Podcast? I keep my joy because yesterday I was talking on a Zoom to an elementary school and they were so excited to, to talk to me. And I've been blessed and fortunate enough to be on Wildin' Out. I'm a 17-year radio personality morning show in my hometown. And they didn't want to talk to me about any of that. Mm -hmm. They wanted to talk to me about, I didn't know, maybe you didn't either. They had my YouTubes pulled up in their classrooms. And the teachers were telling me that there were students who are normally students that they have discipline issues with that were just super engaged with the content and writing stuff down and said they wanted to ask their mom and dad, did they know this, et cetera, et cetera. Um, to be able to reach a demographic from eight to 80 with this content and deliver it again, like that said, in a, in a digestible manner, but also with a bit of entertainment that keeps yeah. you sort of engaged, um, knowing that I'm reaching an audience that and that the, the message is getting out, I think that brings me the most joy. Like, since I was a child, entertaining has been my strong suit. I've always knew, known that I wanted to be an entertainer. Um, growing up in the church, they prophesied that I was going to be a preacher, and my <laughs> wife always gives me a hard time talking about, I ain't going to be no first lady. <laughs> but I don't, I don't really feel like you got to be in a pulpit to preach, right? Fair. Like, I think Fair. that preaching is just spreading the good word. And um, if I can spread this information as much as possible, um, I'm not a... Um, historian. I'm not an activist. America kills activists. I'm not an activist. Please don't label me as such. I'm, I'm an entertainer. I'm an ignorant American, just like many of us. Um, and I'm learning as I go. And if there's anybody that would like to join me on this very vulnerable journey of um, reprogramming, I implore you to jump on board, man. Check out my YouTube channel. It's B.TV. Make sure you um, log, uh, subscribe to the Black Effect Podcast Network. I appreciate Charlemagne and iHeartRadio. And um, let's get this thing going. B, well, I have one question. You know, you have a lot of these 
facts and stories that really blow your mind, but what was the one episode that you feel like really resonates, really sticks in your mind more than the rest that really shocked you? Dad, I think it was the Uncle Tom episode. Mm-hmm. And I think mm-hmm. the Uncle Tom one struck me so hard. One, because I didn't know there was a book, Uncle Tom's Cabin. Mm. had no clue. And then I didn't realize who Uncle Tom was. In the black community, you call somebody Uncle Tom when they're getting too buddy-buddy with white people. Mm-hmm. You call somebody Uncle Tom when they're doing too much shucking and jiving. That's Uncle Tom. Mm-hmm. But it's used incorrectly. That is not who Uncle Tom was. Uncle Tom was not a Sambo. Uncle Tom was not somebody who was too buddy-buddy with the white people at the expense of black people. Yeah. To the contrary, Uncle Tom, in the book Uncle Tom's Cabin, gave his life because yes. he wouldn't tell where two black women had escaped to. Yes. But that had been whitewashed in history because so many things that black people have done have been whitewashed in history from cowboys to everything else that it start they, they flipped it to a derogatory term. And that's why Uncle Tom is viewed as a negative. No, Uncle Tom was powerful. Yes. And I think learning that myself and like, if there was one episode that I could make sure it got a million views, it will be that one because I think that one is the one that educates both sides the most. Wow. One million percent. That that was a you blew me with that one. You blew me with that episode. Totally. And I, I and I and I <clears throat> I did feel shame. <clears throat> and I'm gonna allow myself to feel shame for it because I have called many a black people. <laughs> right. Me too. <laughs> and I'm right. like, look at this Uncle Tom. And just you know <laughs> flipping right. through the TV and and you and and it's and I think this is the, the thing about your because you reel them in with humor and lightheartedness, but in the end you got me you got me bad when you were like right. um, so the next time you call a black person and Uncle Tom, you'll you you'll know you sound ignorant as hell because he right. gave his life for you just the the way you phrase it I'm not doing it justice you guys really should check out that episode and that is one of the episodes we're gonna uh, put up on our pod um, on our on our page directly to that one, but also the Lone Ranger. And I say oh that because wasn't John Wayne or whatever, uh, or what's his yes. face? He was the face of the Lone, the Lone Ranger was a black man. Facts. Blew me. Facts. Blew Bass me. Reeves. Bass Reeves. And the movie, The Harder They Fall, is great. The movie, The Harder They Fall, um, every character in that movie really, really exists. Really existed. Mm-hmm. But they didn't exist in that in the same time frame. Right, right. They existed in different parts in history. But the way they did it, they put them together like the Avengers and Jay-Z did the score and yes. it is an amazing film. But black cowboys, cowboy, the original cowboys were black and mm-hmm. they were cowboys as a way to degrade them because, yes. um, you know, they were boys. Yes. You know? So absolutely. So Let, be, uh, can, I, can I ask you a question real quick, Dad? Yeah, yeah of course. Um, when we were talking about Uncle Tom in the white community, is that a term that you all are familiar with? Is that a term that you all, do you have any dog in the fight as far as that word is concerned? It's, or that term, Uncle Tom? It's so funny that you asked me because it's one of those phrases where I've heard it a bunch, but I didn't know what the connotation is. Mm, you know what I'm saying? Wow. Like I've heard it being called okay. and I didn't know, is it a bad thing? Is it a good thing? Mm. It's just not a term I've ever used or know like the background from it. Mm-hmm. So hearing it discussed right now has yeah. been really interesting for me because I'm learning about the word and how people are using it and how they shouldn't be using it. So mm-hmm. this has been a good educational information for me. I remember Clarence Thomas was the first one I threw that word at. <laughs> <laughs> 
this, he was the first one. I, I just remember it so distinctly. I'm like, look at this, Uncle Tom. Just with some of the decisions that he's made. I'm like, look at him. <laughs> look, just look, look at him. At him. <laughs> Looking like he was at Uncle Tom's cat. I mean, you know, so it's just, it was terrible. Terrible. Well, no. now, you know, and now thanks know. to me, now, now you know how to properly he use that. He is not. And Uncle He's Tom. the opposite. He's the opposite of Uncle Tom. He does not care about us. Go ahead. So, so be with us being a podcast discovery show, I'm assuming you are also enjoying podcasts out there. Is there any podcast that you can recommend not only to us, but to our audience to listen to? Um, well, I'm a huge Carolina Tar Heels fan. Huge, huge, huge Carolina Tar Heels fan to the point where I am the sixth man of Carolina basketball. This is my first season being the arena host for them, and I love it. Um, but with that in mind, the Carolina Insider podcast is something that I listen to often. Um, the Player and the Fan is another one. Um, I'm a, su- a huge advocate for um, black women in sports. And Shana Quick and Vashti Hurt, they have a great pl- podcast called Quick Blitz. I support that. Um, on the Black Effect Podcast Network, I keep it home team with a lot of that. I love <laughs> Drink Champs um, with Nori. Yeah. Um, I love uh, Big Facts with Big Bank and, and Baby Jade and Scream. Um, of course, Charlemagne and the Breakfast Club podcast. I'm on that. Um, 85 South Show. I love those. Those, those are my homies. Bean and Fly and Lowe's. Like, of course, More Than Culture. Um, that's another funny one that I listen to. Um, that's my, that's that's. I, I, I listen to a lot of audio books, too. So, you know, I try to get my time and then I try to have my quiet time. But I think those are the podcasts that I listen to the most. Awesome. Well, Be host of I Didn't Know, Maybe You Didn't Either. Uh, that is a Black Effect podcast, iHeart, uh, in partnership with iHeart. Thank you yep. so, so much uh, for hanging out with us on the pod sauce. Uh, again, we're going to put up the link to the episode uh, for The Lone Ranger as well as uh, Uncle Tom because those are two very impactful. What, what would you like to put up there, Pete? I, I thought yeah. the nursery rhyme one was very interesting. Yeah. Uh, what mm-hmm. else did I, I listened to Cheaper by the Dozen mm-hmm. and the term MFR. Oh, <laughs> oh. Yeah, that one hurt me. Yeah, that that one hurt me. Really, we just need to put up a link to every single episode (laughs) because they're all good. You will learn something if you listen. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. (laughs) 